episode 146, Ask, Listen, Repeat. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thank you again for tuning in for another week of lessons I've learned. You're living up to your elite status, being someone that continues to invest in themselves, listening to podcasts, going to conferences, connecting with other educators, however you go about your learning journey. I appreciate you and thank you for tuning in to this podcast. This particular episode is especially for teacher leaders as we talk about the power in questioning to help a teacher gain proficiency. So let's reignite your passion and potential. You ready? Here we go. First of all, I wanted to take a time out to just say thank you. Many of you have been emailing me or leaving reviews on iTunes and your appreciation for the show just really warms my heart. Your personal stories of how the show has impacted your professional and personal life are so powerful. And I'm shocked to know that, you know, change is already brewing in our nation to keep great teachers teaching. And that means more kids reaching their potential. So thank you for the work you've been doing. I also love Love that you're sharing with me your own hacks uh, because they're usually an upgrade to my own ideas that I'm sharing here. So you're upping my game in return and that's a pretty cool collaboration. So keep reaching out to me on social media or through a review on iTunes or obviously through email Gretchen at alwayslesson.com. I love hearing from you. So the rationale for today's episode is honestly, I hadn't really talked to you teacher leaders in a while, and many of you don't even have, you know, official titles as leaders, but you're running a three-ring circus trying to teach your own students and lead your grade-level team, provide PD when administrators ask, or lead school-wide committees. And so just a big shout-out to you for the sacrifices you make to better your boat. And everyone that comes into contact with you immediately becomes their best because you're putting your best forward every day. So I just want you to know I appreciate you. And in honor of you, I dedicate this episode to you. With Easter coming this weekend, it always makes me think of family. My parents are driving from Connecticut as we speak all the way to Charlotte. So it's a nice 12-hour drive. And they're doing it in one fell swoop because they've got a doggy in the car. So they're going to be really tired. But it got me thinking about leadership. Um, One thing my dad does really well is listen and ask questions. And I've mentioned him before on this podcast, but not only is he a really amazing dad, he was a stellar businessman. He worked his way up the corporate ladder of Pepsi and retired as the VP for international sales. And so over the years, I've picked his brain on what makes leaders great and why he thinks individual decisions he made along his way really helped him become successful. And he constantly shares with me insight and how to manage people because that's what he was doing. You know, he found their talent and he leveraged it. You know, he got out of his own way. He made the final decisions, but he used the power of the people to really make an impact. I really wish more school leaders did this, but that's a digression. So although his advice is helpful, it's not what I wanted to talk to you about today. Throughout years of our discussions together, I noticed how intentional of a person my dad is. He really listens undistracted. 
And that in itself is just noteworthy because I don't do that very well. I mean, I've been told I'm a good listener, but not like drop everything, hold eye contact, nod in agreement, pause and thought and respond. I mean, it's empowering to be that heard. <laughs> and that way of listening makes me feel valuable and important. I mean, I'd work my butt off for someone that listened to me like that. And what he does after he listens is probably the best example of leadership that I really can give anyone. So without first giving his two cents, he asks questions. And it's not as if he needs clarification, but he's really pushing me to think deeper or from a new angle without telling me to do that. You know, his question leads me to go down the path that he probably could have told me, um, but he lets me figure it out by myself. And that's the true art of teaching. We got to help kids get to rigorous levels of understanding by questioning, not telling them how to get there. So as teacher leaders, we need to do the same to help teachers improve their own craft. And even if you're listening and you have no leadership degree or official title in your school, but you're working with other people and you have ideas to share with them, well, you're a teacher leader. I mean, anytime you're using your experience and your knowledge to better your boat, you are a teacher leader. And just know that to be knowledgeable doesn't mean you're talkative. Sometimes it means you're the quietest one in the room because you're observing and you're learning and you're arming yourself with information to help make the most helpful suggestion or comment or ask that question. If you're just starting off in your leadership journey, don't feel like you have to show your feathers at every turn. You know, a true leader learns alongside their team. They aren't know-it-alls in every aspect. They have one specific niche of expertise and only then do they showcase their knowledge if needed. So as teacher leaders, we have to do a better job of asking questions, listening to the answers, and then repeating that process until the person we are leading comes to the exact conclusion that we were hoping for. And I know it saves a ton of time to just tell someone what to do or give our own advice or share our own experience, but that really doesn't help them make better decisions later. It's saving them in the moment, which requires saving them again later. And ain't nobody got time for that. So remember, teach them to fish, don't feed them fish. So my dad has helped me make tons of decisions without ever once telling me what I should do or how I should do it or why I should do it. But through his questioning, he helps me realize the strong and the weak points or the long-term game plan or the impact of this decision on my family. And his questions make me step back and evaluate the whole picture because I'm so in the mud and the muck. You know, my vision's clouded, but he's this outsider and he can see the path clearly. And even if I'm way off course, his questions lead me right back to where I need to be, kind of like a mental GPS kick in the butt. <laughs> I mean, that's strong leadership, a leader leading without taking the reins. That's serious talent. I don't know that I can say I do that, and I have an official teacher leadership title, so my 2018 goal is clear that I have to channel my inner dad and ask, listen, and repeat, and I hope you'll join me. Teachers are depending on you to help them get better, and if we follow this formula, we're going to empower them to get better faster, but in a wiser way that has a longer lifeline than, you know, saving them in the moment. So here are my practical tips to help you do this. You ready? So first, we're going to talk about asking those questions. When you're helping a teacher get better at an instructional skill, it saves time to really understand their starting point. So don't assume they know nothing. Don't assume they don't care to get better. Don't assume they're incapable of following whatever protocol this is. Instead, start the learning opportunity by getting to know their background with the skill. So, you know, something like, 
Have you implemented Daily Five before? Or have you heard of Daily Five? Or what are your thoughts on what you've heard so far about Daily Five? I mean, those are just a few examples. But this helps you build a relationship, number one, because now you're letting the learner lead. I mean, who doesn't love talking? And you're getting a more accurate picture of their head trash. And what I mean by that is you know what they think or they're feeling about trying something new. And that's powerful because a lot of time teachers are capable, but there's just some barrier that keeps them from stepping up to the plate. And so when they're talking to you, they start to unveil the reason why. And that helps you devise your strategy in getting that person to bat successfully. The tricky part is, though, keeping the discussion focused on whatever the skill you're teaching because they can easily get off on a tangent or it becomes this huge negative venting session. And so I generally start with a questioning roadmap. Like, what do you know about blank? What do you think about blank? What are you hoping to accomplish with blank? And so once I kind of have these questions, I know I have to move to part two, which is listen. And even though I have this roadmap, the conversation can go a million different ways. But I like to feel prepared in where I want the discussion to go so I have the information I need to really dig in and help this person. And their answers tell me their skill level, their interest, and their personal goals. And nothing gets someone on board faster than asking them what they want to accomplish in their own career. It really just empowers them to dream big and and feel supported in getting there. And more importantly, it helps you use that information as you help them gain a new skill because you can bring that goal back in or that desire to help them, you know, motivate them to continue learning. So there's a roadmap to listen to, believe it or not. It's my way of listening after watching my dad. So if you want to give this a try, there's three steps to listen. Genuine interested eye contact. (laughs) You can't fake eye contact. Have you ever been talking to someone who's looking at you, but they're like not there? They're staring through you and their mind is elsewhere. I mean, that's the worst. So force yourself to stop, you know, the racing thoughts in your head, sit still and just connect. I mean, you don't want to intensely look into their eyes like you're burning a hole through their soul, but you know, a true interest in their answer is going to help that eye contact disarm the speaker. Number two, just nod to show understanding. You don't nod in agreement, but you are nodding that you're understanding. You know, one thing I can't stand is when I don't feel heard because the other person is busy disagreeing with my statements. And I don't want you to agree with me. I just want you to be able to say that you get what I'm saying. So I try very hard to validate their thoughts with a nod that, yeah, I'm following along. That's a logical way to think or feel. I'm understanding you. And the third part is hearing them out. Isn't it so frustrating when someone cuts you off to interject with like another question or comment and you hadn't even finished your own idea? I am so guilty of doing this because I'm worried I'm going to forget by the time the person finishes. And so I have to arm myself with paper and pencil or my notes app, something to log the questions that are popping in my head because I'm not as sophisticated as my dad with knowing what to ask without like having to repeat it over and over in my head. just to not forget it, which means I'm not listening, you know, because I'm so focused on not forgetting what I wanted to ask. I'm a work in progress. Okay, this listening thing is harder than I realized. So the last part is repeating this process of asking and listening. It's a dance and it's never ending. And it's not like, let's ask a litany of questions and then listen to all the answers. That's not effective communication. It's question, answer, question, answer, question, answer, back and forth until progress is made by the speaker in terms of their next step on their learning journey. 
you know, my dad will sit with me until the sun goes down if that's what it takes for me to really uncover my next step and, and feel confident in this plan. You know, he'll read my facial expression and that will guide his questioning or he'll hear the frustration in my answer and he'll follow up with a new question. Your plan going into the conversation is just to help that person get started themselves. So it's not like a 10-question quiz you're giving. And most of the time, you won't know what you're going to ask besides those one or two you know, major questions, and that's okay. It is a little scary because you feel somewhat unprepared, but sometimes those informal conversations are the most productive in causing change and initiating implementation or just building relationships. So repeat the ask and listen process as often as needed until the speaker is clear on what to do next before you see them again. And that's really it, folks. It's not rocket science. You know, nothing on this show really is, but they're just gentle reminders, you know, with a few tips sprinkled here and there to write your ship to ensure that you're remaining effective and you help those around you gain their effectiveness. And like I said, listening is freaking hard, but if you master this, you'll be a tremendous leader throughout your lifetime. I do highly suggest practicing with a friend or in the mirror just to find your own flow. And when you feel yourself wanting to tell, rephrase that as a question. I mean, yeah, technically it's a leading question, but that's the point. You're redirecting their thoughts to consider your angle for a minute. The more practice you get at listening, the better you are. And, you know, don't expect perfection. After each conversation, just do a quick reflection to rate your own performance and set goals for next time. Like, you know, I'm going to pause two seconds before responding or I'm going to jot down their main points so I can reference them later. You know, whatever. You're honing your craft while they're honing theirs. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, when you all send your thoughts and comments and love my way, you make me better by sharing your way and your perspective and your passion. So that's what this is all about, giving and receiving, you know, paying it forward and backward to just ensure we are the best our kids receive every day. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on leading with a strong ear and empowering questions. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.